Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. Okay. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. With me all the way across the pond in the land of the Red Dragon is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world, as it's the international edition, and I lose track of the time zones. Yeah, Hello. and also with us today is my Ooh. former co-host, the ghost finder general himself, Mr. Richard Felix. You remembered it, Ronald. How you doing, mate? I always remember that. Nice. See, this is the bit where I can now kick back, get the duster out, pour the gin and tonic... Because I won't get a word in edgeways now with you two old cultures. That's, that's not true. I just remember the good old days, that's all. Uh, when, I were were old, lad, when I were a lad. Yeah. Many, many like... years ago. It, was, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that long ago, Richard. You know, it's... It was you know, years ago. Well, all right. Sorry, it was years ago since I came across the pond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it yeah, wasn't that. What was it? About two or three? I don't know. How long have you had this guy on for now? I can't remember. Uh, it's 2012. I... Really? Oh, uh, yeah. well, You're joking. That's five years. I know. No, it's not. It's three. No, Sorry, three my years. math is all over yeah. good. Right. So, anyways, Richard, good to hear your voice again. Uh, still uh, dealing with that derby jail of yours? Yeah, still dealing with that derby jail. D E R B Y. Derby. Derby. <laughs> <laughs> There's no A in it. How's it Derby? It always has been. We started it. You're the one, you're the ones that changed it, you know. I do oh, keep telling him it's called Yeah, America. I do keep telling him it's called English, Richard. That's right, English. That's absolutely right. I would love to know actually. I should know why why actually it, it's called Derby instead of Derby. Um but there's, there's a reason. It's a bit like a clerk instead of a clerk. And it's a bit like a place called Clerkenwell or Clerkenwell in London. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a reason for it. I wish I knew what it was. Well, somehow you don't produce your E's. That's what it is. You make your E and A for some ridiculous reason, which yeah. is unknown yeah, some, to the some, world. Got it. Some yeah. English reason. Yeah, it's still it's called English, Ron. Well, you know, I yeah. think it's got this something <laughs> to do with one of your, your monarchs decided he was pissed off at the uh, Pope or something and decided to change the E's to A's just to be spiteful. No, I think you no. could be right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you two chat amongst yourselves, I'll hit Google. Yeah, nice, nice talking to you, Stephen. <laughs> no, I'm just going to find out why we pronounce it. I'm going to Google it and find out. Yeah, do that, do that, and let us know, will you? Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because uh, you know we follow uh, English history all the time and English covered events, and it seems like you're always digging up a king somewhere, you know, under a parking oh. lot and somewhere here, oh. there. Ron, I am so jealous because uh, Leicester, uh, where, where of course they dug up King Richard the Third, twenty only twenty-seven miles away from from where we are in Derby, 
And I have to be honest, I am jealous because they have it already, already it's it's made Leicester something like sixty million pounds in Seriously? tourists. Yep, sixty million. Just just the fact that they they found a king in a car park. The only reason he went there was because car parking was free. <laughs> that's all it was. They found him buried in a car park in in, yeah. in Leicester, and I mean they've you know they've DNA'd him. They've done they've done everything, and yet it is it is King Richard the Third, which is I think so awesome, fantastic story. All so, I'm waiting for now yeah. are the ghost stories. Oh, you know there's going to be some. There already uh, are well, some. So. Yes. Wait, wait a minute. Is that like a tourist? I mean, did they paint the spot on the ground where he was buried or something? What, now? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Uh, but, of course, they've, they've buried him. You see, they've had a, they had a, not a state funeral, but they had a really big funeral for him, and he's now buried um, in Leicester Cathedral. And so they've got, you know, people from all over the world now, when they're passing by anywhere, they all go to Leicester, um, to see the, the tomb of King Richard III. Um, and while they're there, they spend all their money on petrol and, and, and food and ice cream and hotels, and, and it's done, done the city of Leicester the world of good. Yeah. It really has, and I'm jealous. I know. Too bad, too bad you couldn't have dug them up in the basement of uh, Derby Jail, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm working <laughs> on it, but unfortunately <laughs> not. He did, he did come to Derby, um, and we gave him a purse of silver while he was there and he gave it back with thanks and then went on to somewhere else and that's 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 our claim to fame uh, unfortunately hey, but never mind what? we can't win them all we've got bonnie prince charlie oh there you go maybe you could bury uh, ian lawman in your basement hey now you're talking <laughs> he, he likes <laughs> well, to he be has, buried <laughs> loves to be buried yes he was buried i think i'm trying to think i think it was dudley castle wasn't it Steve? yes it was yes it was he was That's he was right, buried dudley. at dudley and, and and regrettably dug up <laughs> sorry um unfortunately <laughs> fortunately oh. i said dug up dug up yeah exactly yeah oh dear. and of course carl Beatty from most haunted yeah. was uh sort yeah. of buried yeah. uh yeah sort of yeah. But it was in Cork, apparently. No, I don't mean he was buried in the, in the town of Cork. No, in Portsmouth, they buried him with um, Mr. Shalato. That, that's right. They <laughs> did indeed. They Thought did. Of, yeah, they, was a, they did. They buried him in a, in a yeah. double a double coffin. Yeah. He was um, buried with yeah, someone. I, yeah, regretted. Yeah, two of them. Both of, yeah, and in fact, it very nearly went wrong um, because on that uh, they they'd arranged it in the double coffin uh, that in order to uh, not collapse the lid of the coffin, it was uh, they were using fuller's earth, lightweight earth, over the top of the coffin. Mm-hmm. However, it right. rained consistently all that day, didn't it, Richard? Because we were both there. Absolutely correct. And we the light the lightweight kitty wow. litter soil got uh, very rain-saturated and about uh, very heavy. About halfway through the evening there was a loud crack <laughs> and uh, the coffin lid started to give way. Uh, the excavator that was supposed to get them out in, in, a, in, in an emergency... 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah, it took much, much, much longer uh, than was planned. And uh, I, I, I seem to recall Carl... After they cut it off, they cut the feed off from inside the coffin, uh, like a webcam feed. Carl insisted that he put it back on with the words, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die live on air. That's right. Are you serious? Absolutely right. Not deadly serious. Best part of yeah. the show. Best part of the show, wasn't it? Uh, 
What, the crack, the cracking or the fact they got him out? No, no well, both. Yeah, they just put a rope round his waist and pulled an, an early 40 well, percent of things. you are joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, where the idea came from. Well, do you know, apparently, whilst you've been chatting, uh, there is no yes. clear consensus as to why it's Durby and Derby. Um... It actually might be, Richard, We've got to, we, we yes. might have to eat humble pie here because it does seem to be that the Americans might be saying it correctly because as with, well, I, words, like, with words like fall and sidewalk, they're using the Old English, whereas we have changed it. Um, oh, so maybe the American, pie. Yeah, maybe the Americans are actually doing it right. Oh, get away. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. What are we going to do now? Uh, sorry, Amer- America. Yeah. Damn cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Still, anyway, we, we gave yeah, them they the came from out. England. We gave them the <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, anyways. Yeah, then we back it down. Yeah, get no, back white, to... White. <laughs> uh, get back to uh, d- uh, Derby or Derby Jail, whoever, whoever you want to say it. Uh, yes, sir. Still, you still do ghost hunts and things there, or ghost tours, excuse me, and... Uh... Yeah, oh, right, yeah. Since we last met, I now have two Derby jails, not one. What? What? Two Derby jails. Yes, <laughs> Derby jails. We had We had three uh, in Derby. Uh, an old one. Yeah, we had three. We were about Derby people. Um, and we, we built the first jail in, in about 1580, um, which we had, had a, an amazing history to it. Um, uh, three Catholic priests were... Uh, imprisoned there and hanged, drawn and quartered for high treason. Uh, three witches imprisoned there. Um, and George Fox, the founder of the Quaker movement, was imprisoned in Derby Jail. And wow. actually, that's where the word Quaker came from, because he was imprisoned in the jail, brought before the mayor of, of Derby in 1650, <laughs> and the mayor told him, Mr Fox, you should respect the word of Parliament and the Commonwealth. And Mr. Fox stood up and pointed at him and said, you, sir, should quake at the word of the Lord. And he Ooh. wrote in his journal in Derby Jail, they called us Quakers at Derby. And, thereafter, and, then, and then went on to create a very nicely, a nice breakfast cereal. Quaker Porridge oats. Yeah, Quaker a whole range of them. That's about that, yeah. So, honestly, that's where the Quaker movement started. Uh, anyway, that's the first jail. Then they built mine in 1756... Um, and that remained as the county jail until 1828. We built a new one, and we built it on the... Now, we have, here's an interesting one, because the, um, the Eastern State Penitentiary in mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which I visited uh, three years ago, something like that, oh, cool. um, claims, to be, claims to be the forerunner of, of, of the penitentiary that, that built, built like the spokes of a wheel. Um, with with cell blocks, yeah. um, built in about eighteen twenty eight twenty nine, uh, and they reckon that uh, approximately three hundred three hundred jails around the world are based on Eastern State Penitentiary, but the jail in Derby, the third one, is was built a year before the Eastern State Penitentiary, and it's exactly the same design. Now, who's copied who? Here you go. Eh? Yeah. Anyway, I've been there, did a ghost hunt there, at Eastern State, uh, uh-huh. which was really something, quite something. But, yeah, I've now got um, the keys to what's left of, of this third jail. All, all there is is a wall, 
um, a huge, um, rather classical wall with two towers, and inside it still is, is the drop room where they actually went up to be executed and stepped out through a doorway to be publicly executed. Um, and also I have one of the towers still preserved uh, to defend the jail, and it's as haunted as hell. Really? Really, yeah, really, really. It's quite amazing because I, I obviously said when I got it, I thought, oh, we must start doing uh, vigils, night vigils here at this place, mm -hmm. and it's bound to be the execution chamber where, where, the, where the ghosts are, well, we've done various things in the execution chamber where we've had very, very little success. The tower, which was built in 1831, and as far as I know, all it was was a tower with, with, with slits in it for, for the muskets to, you know, to defend the jail. Um, right. Uh, a little bit like a prisoner of war camp, you know, with a machine gun post at each corner. But this was a big stone tower, uh, which is something funny enough I want to talk to you about because... Um, it, I mean, it's not unlike a lighthouse, um, but it's not not as narrow. Um, mm -hmm. It's called a Martello Tower, and I've always oh, said, "Well, there's plenty of them down there. here." Yeah, how many, of course. How many, how many do you want, Richard? We've got about. Oh, well, I've, well, I've, I've only got this must one. Must be eight here. or nine down here. Really? Any ghosts? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, yes, um, all of them. Mm. But that's somewhat inevitable, really? isn't it? Now this is something. This is something I need. To, we need to talk about tonight, guys, because basically my my view was well, there's going to be no ghosts in the tower, because nobody died in it. Yeah, as far makes as sense. I know. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, yeah, come on, a builder might have, you know, a, a stone, a big rock stone might have fallen on his head and killed him, but we don't know. Uh, one of the one of the um, the turnkeys, as they were called, that's the you know the the, the guys with the keys, the, the warders, yeah, as they call them now, yeah. might have fallen down the steps and broken his neck, for all I know. But the amazing thing is that the tower is situated just to the right of the cemetery, mm -hmm. where all the hanged people were, were buried in quicklime after they were killed. This is unconsecrated ground. And to the right of it, did I say to the left or the right? Well, one side of it is the, the adjacent cemetery. Adjacent to it. The side, yeah, the other side of it, adjacent to it, is the execution shed that they built in later times when there were no more public executions. Um, and we've had all what's that, manner... Wait, what, what's an execution well, shed? Yeah, basically, until 1868, we executed people in public. Uh -huh. um, outside. They stepped out through the doorway of this, what I call the drop room, yeah. uh, onto a gallows, which was outside the jail publicly. Um, oh. In fact, one execution we had, three guys... Um, 40,000 people turned up to watch. Oh, wow. They ran special trains throughout the whole of Derbyshire, hanging trains, for people to come and watch. Because this was public entertainment, you see. Mm -hmm. But after 1868, after uh, campaigners like Charles Dickens, for instance, um, they abolished public executions, so they had to hang them inside, indoors. And at Derby, they built a, a brick-built shed with a 12-foot drop trapdoor and drop um and so they were public they were executed in private oh I apart see. from a couple of newspaper reporters the high sheriff the jailer uh, the executioner and his, but it was private it was a private execution mm -hmm. now so one side of the tower is the graveyard the other side of the tower is the execution shed um and i've got this theory one of my many theories that although the actual building 
isn't haunted by anybody that died in it or anything like that. I, I wonder, because, I mean, there are lots of stories of, of skyscrapers with ghosts, um, lighthouses with ghosts, right. towers, yeah. in other words. And I'm just wondering if it's something that acts like, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a conduit? Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Um, beacon? Something that you know. I mean, I mean, you you obviously are you're into lighthouses, aren't you? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Haunted uh, lighthouses. Oh yeah. Uh, they haven't found uh, one. Well, actually, there was one when uh, uh, David Wells came over, and we went to this one called Bug Light, and it was like six steps in a lighthouse. It was the smallest lighthouse in the world, and it was three, <laughs> three psychics uh, standing on the top of the lighthouse, all looking at each other. And I says, "Wait a minute, guys! I got this one." This place is not haunted. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody could sit. It was only a, the smallest tower in the world. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I've got. I just wonder whether uh, Steve, you know, can sort of correct me on this. And I, I just wonder if it's something to do with a stone tower, or, I'm or, keeping or towers this in one. general. We we know. All right. Um, I mean, will we? We know that um, we have. We we do have a difference of opinion over the the idea of recording. Of course goes. we did. Uh, but of course we do. Oh, sorry, I, I'm not thinking of it being a recording. Not this oh, time. Oh no! But in in terms of what you say, um, you know, a lot of these buildings, lighthouses, Martello towers, they were key structures in the landscape, and so they enter into, and they've all survived. I mean, if you look at the coast of Pembrokeshire, if you look at the coast of North America, New England, you will yes. find old lighthouses, old forts, because they have survived, because they are part of the culture, part of the heritage. Um, so they've entered the psyche of the nation, of the area of, of the population that live locally to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, we do have one of the uh, the bigger than Martello Towers. We have Martello Towers also, but we also have the, the big Napoleonic forts. There's, uh, I think, 11 yes. of them that protect the Haven Waterway, which was a naval base during uh, during those, those troubled times, right up to yeah. World War II. Napoleon. Um, oh, right, yeah. They were actually the first ones were constructed by Henry VIII, and they 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 were in use wow. right up until the Second World War. Now, yeah. in some in some instances, one in particular at Scoveston, um, there is sorry not Scoveston at Hubberston, uh, there is certainly a, a recorded documented murder associated with the fort and a ghost, right? Inevitably linked to that particular um, uh, tragedy. Now. With the others, like the gun towers, uh, the Martello, the actual Martello Tower, they have a very strong reputation for being haunted. Many of the people uh, who work there, because some, uh, two of them are, one of them is now an occupied residence, the other one is a museum. Um, right. They, certainly in the case of the museum, um, the staff there have reported phenomena that, uh, you know, that, that suggest it's haunted. Um, but there's no record of deaths, there's no record of angst. There you uh, go. It was it was constantly in use right up until the Second World War, but what's interesting as a caveat to that um, is that the other Martello Tower, its twin, its twin, if you like, that protects the the uh, the other flank of the na the old naval dockyard, which is a private residence, has no history of being haunted. And no, although they were built identically, they were built at the same time for the same purposes. One is haunted yeah. and one isn't. But all of the big Napoleonic forts that surround the Haven each do have their ghosts. 
Yeah, you know, you, you know, Richard, so, I, I, I was thinking about, uh, well, he was babbling on, um, I was thinking about what you were saying, and, and perhaps you're right, the, the towers themselves are uh, maybe a, like a lens or a, a focus point where, where uh, spiritual energy uh, is accumulated in, in some type of a conductor or, or a capacitor even. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what I think. It's the lightning rod. Yeah, something yes, like that. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I, how, I think. I, oh, no, do I? Well, I was going to ask Ron. How how was the gun tower that you that you and I visited when you actually went back to do an investigation? Well, we actually because, had to postpone that one because of uh, oh. uh, some because uh, there you have safety, a, a safety reasons. All right, because there you have a lighthouse like structure that wasn't a lighthouse, but also doesn't have a history of people dying in association with it. Yeah, but I, I'll, mm. find, I'll find out in the future. But that's not a bad point, because perhaps the structure itself... Mm. I just think I'm on... Yeah, I think it's the structure. And, and what I'm not going... I mean, although, uh, the, funnily enough, the, the tower I'm talking about um, it is, is, is a sandstone uh, tower. Um, and, yes, some of it's red sandstone. And, and you, you know my theories about stone tapes and all that sort of stuff. And being real. I don't think that's the situation... In, in this tower or in these towers, I think it's more likely that it that it's an energy, uh, spirit, soul, call it what you will, an intelligence, so, something that's for, for how, however, I don't know, attracted. I don't think it's a recording, Steve. I think it's a something more than that. I think it's sort of more like my forty percent, of which I think is is an intelligence, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's there because of what happened in the tower. I think it's attracted by the well, stone. So a little bit like the fact that the, the, the Chinese um, build pagodas on on energy sites. Yeah, and, in the and same we, way we, that we we can all look through history that you know, like Stonehenge and, and many other and pyramids. Uh, you know, certain exactly. structures certain structures are are supposed to be uh, you know uh, what's the word capacitors or or conductors of of energy and just their shapes alone or their location. Right. So yeah, you may be onto something that uh, perhaps a tower is that. Well, I might be. Thing. And of course, the you know, um, sandstone, like all of that, uh, don't forget silica, which the tower is made of. You know, sa uh, sandstone is also a semiconductor. Mm -hmm. And I just think I, I, it might be like a beacon, for want of a better word. Because as I say, basically, the number of things that have gone on, we, we now, it, it's got to such an extent now that when we do the, the night vigils, which we do all the time at Derby Jail, people insist that we take them up. Uh, which is about a 10-minute walk from, from my jail to the other one, uh, right. take them up to the other jail, and they absolutely love it, and things happen to them. So, I, I don't know, but nobody died in it. Yeah, interesting thought. I mean, that's why we do this, because there's so many questions that we're attempting to answer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And we so, haven't really, as you know, guys, only too well, we haven't, we haven't got any answers to any of it, really. Nope, not at all. But we keep searching. Yeah. You've got some answers. That's not strictly fair. And Come on, boys. We do have some answers. Now, you know, much as I'm no fan of... You know, you, you've heard me uh, criticising some parapsychologists for their skepti overly sceptical uh, perspective. We do, we do have some answers. We know that the environment does cause people to have paranormal-like experiences, and we've demonstrated that time and time again. Uh, in experiments. Yeah, but can we that explain all paranormal activity? No, of oh, course yeah. it can't. I said yeah. the word some. If you pin back your log holes, I actually use the word some. Yeah. Um, 
We do know, for example, from parapsychology experiments, that psychokinesis has been demonstrated, albeit on a small scale, within... Uh, within and it works. Uh, and it works, to the point where many psychologists actually accept it as a working hypothesis. So there are certain things... For science, almost. Almost, well, certainly a workable hypothesis that's been replicated on a number of occasions. Yeah. To the same, as, same as to dowsing. The point where, yeah, to the point where, well, let's not go to dowsing, but to the point where you will get parapsychologists oh, who, will, who will go onto television or they will, they will go in the, onto media and they will say what we're dealing with here is RSPK, that the poltergeist is not really a paranormal manifestation, mm -hmm. that it's actually the manifestation of a human brain. Now, if that isn't in itself a paranormal explanation, um, you know, uh, there, uh, there you have a classic example mm -hmm. of, of parapsychology BS, covering one unprovable, untestable explanation with another one. Oh, well, of course, it's not paranormal. It's the teenage mind that's doing it. But the point I'm trying to make is that we can yep. say with a degree of certainty uh, we have moved on some things. We do know some things. What we don't know uh, is anything whether, whether the dead come back to particular locations. And, in fact, the basic the question... One. Why, why would they come back to places that uh, in life they may have found horrific or held bad memories for them? Because equally, we have lots of instances where the returning dead seemingly go back to places that were attractive to them, places that they, they uh, felt fondly for in life. Uh, there, there is this conundrum. A lot of dead people seem to go back to the place where they were murdered, and equally, a lot of dead people seem to go back to places where they loved. Uh, now, why isn't it, if we're talking about place memory, why isn't it, in the UK in particular, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of park benches in scenic locations with plaques on dedicated to people who have passed over? Why aren't these benches haunted by the spirits of the people who so often sat... Well, because there, are, because there isn't a single documented, well, there isn't a single documented instance where a ha where, of a haunted park bench haunted by the spirit and of the person <laughs> to whom the park bench well, is I will dedicated. Disagree. I will disagree. Uh, I'm talking about in the UK. There is definitely oh, okay. no instance in the UK of one of these dedicated benches in a. Has there already been, been any any research on it? Has anyone um, done any research at all on it? Funnily enough, yes. I, I bet Steve has. Ah, that's enough, a few months ago, I did a search for several days to try and find a haunted park bench. There are several, <laughs> but they are not haunted by the person who, to whom their memory is dedicated. Well, well let, me, let me say that we're coming up on the break and we only got a few seconds left. But there are a lot of cases, and, and I've known this for so many years that I've been doing this, that people don't talk a lot about paranormal unless the saw ghosts unless the subject is brought up. And so there may be many, many, many experiences by, about people sitting on these benches that have simply not reported because Well, the they, people are happy they, to, to talk about ghosts anyways, that's at the every music, other location. So, that's the music, so hold on to it. take a break. So anyways, hold, hold on, on to it. Ghost hold on to it, guys. We're Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tochinet, Parax, Planet Paranormal, with Steve Parsons, the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix, and of course Ron Kolak. We'll be right back after the following messages.
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Lassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Kolek, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. You are here at the elegant Ventford Hall, the Downton Abbey of Manus. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. On Tokenet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your TuneIn app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. Back into part two of Ghost Chronicles International with Van H over in America, the Ghost Finder General over here in the UK, and me stuck halfway in between them uh, in Wales. And apparently, before the break, somehow we rambled off into haunted park benches, which gave me an opportunity to discover that actually there aren't any in the UK. However, in typical fashion, there is a haunted picnic table in Griffith Park, Los Angeles. <laughs> where a tree apparently fell, fell and landed on and killed a couple outright whilst they were having a picnic. Serves them right. I've been to Griffith Park, and it's actually quite good. But um, there you Wait go. Wait a minute. We, there's, also uh, a haunted, there's also a haunted swing in uh, Argentina. Yeah, well, we were, doing, we were trying to do park well, might, yeah. but... 
The closest I could find was Griffith Park's haunted picnic table. Well, that's something special. That's good. But can I just chat, jump back now and challenge you on what you've said? Because basically, uh, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, and as I say, people often um, haunt places, for want of a better word, because they loved it so much. Uh, and I absolutely agree with you. Uh, then if they loved that seat, that site so much and someone put a plaque on it for them, then really there's a possibility that they should haunt it. But there's also the possibility that they actually like somewhere else more than they actually like that park bench. <laughs> In other words, they perhaps like the family home more, mm -hmm. and so they, they are still haunting the family home. Yeah, but, but it doesn't again, answer the conundrum. Like they can't be in two places at once. Yeah, but it doesn't answer you know, the conundrum. So why do the, why do the ghost of the murdered victim right. tend to haunt the location where they were why. murdered? Go on, then. No, I'll tell you why. Because as you, you actually made the mistake of saying that they actually return to, whereas I would say that they've never, never left. left. And the Good man. They haven't left. Good right, man. Oh, agree with that, Ron? I agree. Good man, Richard. Oh, well, there you yes. go. Well, that's, that's case proven because you two agree and I disagree. Yeah, so. we know. We, we are the world's well, leading I, authority. One in well, I, I have to defer to your greater uh, number of years, certainly. Age. Both yeah. Uh, you know, age age, age, age confers wisdom. Um, you realize, you realize, Richard and I were almost twins because we were born just about the same time. Well, in the early seventeenth century. Right. No, I mean, say, almost the same day. Yeah, in the early seventeenth century. Yeah, I mean, apparently, uh, you know, according to some sources, you both knew Marie Antoinette personally. <laughs> we're both born in March. Yeah, well, that's... I knew her guy. Yeah. I mean, is, is that a good thing? Of course. Well, yeah. What, knowing Marie Antoinette? The thing, the thing, the, yeah, well, I don't know. She right, let me well, stop we, you, we, because well, I, I haven't talk. finished. Well, oh, I on. haven't finished. I'm talking about ghosts and never the reality finished. behind. In ten years I've known you, Richard, you've never finished. No, no, well, I'm not going to finish. Who's talking? Wait a minute, what who's yeah. talking? <laughs> Basically, hey. the situation is that the person that was murdered in a particular place or something like that has not moved on because they've got unfinished business. They were murdered. No one found the murderer. Their body was never found. They've not been laid to rest. They were really? they were executed so for a crime well, they didn't commit, and they've well, not moved on. They haven't okay. returned. They wouldn't come back. Okay, so Anne Boleyn. We all know yes. who murdered Anne Boleyn. She know who murdered, who killed Anne Boleyn. Why does she still we haunt? Henry... Why does she still haunt the spot where she was killed in the? She doesn't. Yes, she does. By all, by by, by many Anne, accounts, and also Oi. she's said to haunt St Peter Advinculars. She's supposed yes, to haunt she also... the, the house, the, house uh, in... the Queen's built the, the Queen's house overlooking the site where uh, she was alleged, where she was killed. Now she clearly knew who who did for her, um, yep. you know, the French executioner. Let's not blame Henry yeah. here. She wants know. justice. Yeah, she no, got justice. Listen to me. Stephen, prove to me it's the ghost of Anne Boleyn. How do you know it's Anne Boleyn's ghost? Oh, she's but, wearing uh, a Tudor dress. Yeah. Ah, yeah, well, ah, most, it's not me that said that. Those wore Tudor dresses. Some men probably wore Tudor dresses as well. So, there's so, no proof whatsoever it's Anne Boleyn. So are, we, just so are we discounting... So are we discounting all identification of uh, uh, apparent hauntings as hearsay? Yes. Yes, because Fair do you recognise her if she bumped into you now with a head on her arm? 
Of course it wouldn't. Neither but... would I. Neither does anybody else. Not even the beef eaters at the Tower of London know what Amber Lynn really looked like. So there basically, it's some woman in a Tudor dress, and I think you'll find it's probably Dame Margaret Pole, who was actually uh -huh. had the most horrendous death. Hang on a minute. What's with the, the aha? Uh -huh. Hang on. What's with the aha? Uh -huh? There are many, many cases. I mean, in fact, in in <laughs> in a new book that's coming out this week. Uh, Can't imagine if that's by. There, there is, there is, uh, you know, um, a, a section, a section dedicated to the misidentification of ghosts and spirits, and the, really? the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the common mistake of uh, believing all, that history the famous is person. relevant. Yeah, it's the always famous. a famous yeah. person. Famous however, 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 Berlin, one of the on. things that we do have in the case of the royal queens and Berlin, uh, Mary yes. Queen of Scots and others, are, are relatively accurate portraits. And those portraits have been demonstrated to be accurate by Richard III's portrait, which when they actually yes. compared the portrait with a reconstruction made from the uh, his oh, skull... reconstruction, I love that. They found that which is the made portrait... Up, by the way was remarkably accurate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Quite right, too. So, Absolutely. it Stephen. would be possible to identify potentially... Uh, yes, it would. Of course it would, but basically most well people... Known, uh, a well-known figure, like uh, a royal queen, who would have been painted by an artist who was... You know, not just a clown, or whoever. Not just a clown with a paintbrush. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But at the end of the day, mate, how close is the person that saw the ghost? How frightened were they when they saw it? Right. At the end of the day, would you recognise... I mean, I've seen lots of paintings of, of Anne Boleyn over a period of time, and I'm sure you have as well. But if she suddenly appeared to you at the foot of your bed, would you really recognise her? I mean, apparently the real reason is I think she'd got something... I think she got two thumbs... Uh, on one hand, and I think she'd also got an extra nipple. Well, let's... But, let's I mean, which, well, unless you're a Starkers, oh. you wouldn't know that. Well, oh, I mean, let's absolutely. be honest. I mean, the chances of her appearing at the end, I was going to say are fairly remote, but let's be honest. I mean, Anne Boleyn has <laughs> pretty well appeared everywhere, hasn't she? Three nipples. Yes, exactly. She, she is haunted, like, like Mary, best. Queen of Scots. She is, a, she is haunted. Where was her third nipple? Uh, she was like Scaramanga. She, had, she also had a golden gun. Oh, my gosh. Anyway... But she doesn't you, carry that when she's haunting, Ron. While you, while you were talking, anyways, I did, <laughs> I, did, I did find another haunted bench, which is, of course, McDonald's haunted bench. So, uh, yeah, Ronald oh. McDonald's uh, haunted bench. So you can go. I put that on our page. It's, coming. it's yep. coming. You wait till the story. They'll all start coming in tomorrow, all these haunted benches that we'll find in parks. Yeah, we'll find I'm tons of them. You know, I can see a whole series here of, of new episodes of Ghost Adventures and Most Haunted. You know, haunted benches. Yeah. Richard, 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 I'm still waiting for your book on haunted toilets. Oh, thank you. I was about to bring that up. The water I was about theory. to say that. I, I, well, I've had a very bad time over the last seven years, and I mm. haven't written anything. Um, I'm halfway, halfway through um, Ghosts of Greater Manchester, uh, and a poor old haunted toilets, or toilet ghosts, as I was going to call it, is uh -huh. still on its back burner at the moment. But uh -huh. it's... it's I'm working on it, but it's going you know, to say... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to laugh at this point. Still in the closet. Many, well, no, I, I'm not going to laugh because many, many years ago, both Anne and I, who you both know, Anne Winspur and I, have yes. made I've made this point several times. Why is it the ghosts always always seem to haunt the bloody toilets? Hmm. It's because it wasn't the toilet then. And, of course, it's back to your oh. water tape thing. 
think. Well, it, it, in many cases, like such as the school and others, it was definitely the toilet that was haunted um, yeah. and where people had, had experiences. But um, I guess, you know, either it's the water tape or maybe that's the place where we feel most vulnerable uh, to any noise. Yeah, well, or, I'll tell you what. Or, you know, yeah, intervention I mean, of well, any form. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're very yeah. exposed when we're on the toilet. We're, a lot uh, of yeah. people die on, die on the toilet, including poor old Elvis. And, of course, the other thing you've got to remember is that we also, uh, as you quite rightly say, we're, 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 let, we're letting go, for want of a better word, when you're on the, you know I mean? you're on the loo. And you, you, it's a bit like more people see ghosts when they're on holiday because uh, mm. their sort of minds are more open. They're, they're sat there on the loo with not a care in the world, and lo and behold, something happens. But it's not just that. It's actually as people walk into the toilet, as people walk out. And it's not just toilets, as you know. It, it, it's bathhouses, washrooms, kitchens, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shower rooms, toilets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an energy thing. It, it, it's probably... I mean, I've... I've well, the, the, there's a place that I'm, I'm sort of... We just got where we do our ghost walks. Uh, just the, the latest in, in a line of, of many, many haunted... Gents' toilets um, mm -hmm. in the old friary in, in, in Derby, which is the place, I don't know whether you remember, that actually Derek refused to go into on the Most Haunted Live in Derby. Um, and there is a really... Well, I say genuinely haunted haunted toilet and and i get these damn stories all the time as i'm sure you do steve exactly yeah, yeah. we we, we not, something you know. noted that there was a difficulty they seemed to like the toilet uh, you know it was almost like they were using the toilet to hide uh well, because it was the one yeah. place where they knew that we couldn't rig with our cctv camera systems uh well, for, I... <laughs> for for good sound ethical reasons of course um, I, and we used to joke, you know, why do they always hide in the toilet? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Go on. You know, I'd never, I'd never been in a, in a, in a ladies' room until I started investigating ghosts. And I, I can tell you, you know, dozens and dozens of ladies' rooms I ended up with, but they were haunted. It's, you see, I am onto something again. I think it will make an extra... You see, it, the, the damn book would sell just because of the yeah. title. Oh, absolutely. It? Absolutely. Toilet ghosts. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm Flushed. gathering stories. Yeah. Flushed with success from his recent publications. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I must tell you, by the way, you know that you, obviously the book that I did, that, that you've still got one or two copies, I think, when we, when we had them done. Um, you, you know there's a, a, um, a section on poltergeists. Uh, in yes. It. Well, of course, it's quite amazing because, uh, you know, it, it's in Waterstones and, and W.H. Smiths and various... And, and I must tell you, it is flying off the shelves. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, that was so good. Yeah, it's so good you missed it. <laughs> I know, that's why. I was, like, so serious, and then that came through. It's like, wow, well, that was pretty cool, actually. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that was excellent. Uh, actually, anyway. You can use it if you want, guys, for your books. Oh, I will. I will. Don't Not worry. Not <laughs> Yeah, you've just given him the next, uh, the next uh, leading right, line. There you go. Dining with the Dead. There you go. Yeah, that's his next punchline for Dining with the Dead. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, Richard, we actually had a, uh, a uh, question in the chat room from Ghost yeah, Girl. He wanted to know what you've been up to since uh, you left the show. So. A lot, a lot. I've, um, oh, I mean, I, I had, um, I, I think it was, this was st just starting when I was with you, when I came over to you in New England, uh, the most horrendous um, court case with a bill oh, that's yeah. taken seven, seven years. Oh, God. It's taken seven years of my life. And one hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, pounds in court court fees. Um, 
I'll tell you guys, I'll be honest, it nearly finished me. Um, I don't know how we, Julia and I are still sane, but so that's taken. So I've, uh, I've not been off the scene, but I've, I've obviously been uh, not doing as much as I should. Uh, it's all over. I've beaten him. Uh, good, good, good. And bankrupted him as well, which is, which is quite. I've not got a penny back, of course, but that's another story. Um, and I'm back on the scene again, and I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm just waking up and coming out of things. I've got three TV programmes on the go at the moment. One starts in quarter of an hour on uh, the Yesterday channel in, in the UK, um, all about Spy Masters, Ooh. which is quite an interesting one. Um, and um, I've got another one called um, Medieval Murder and Mystery, which is dealing with the, the murder of Edward II in Barclay Castle, the princes in the tower, um, the Borgias, all that sort of stuff. And the third one called Forbidden History. So oh, it's, wow. it's dead. Yeah, I've got lots. Of, it's all on this program called the Yesterday Channel on, on, on UK television. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it's all going well. I've got lots of things going on. Um, still Are you still to, doing, you're still doing uh, Psychic and Science with Derek? Oh, boy. Did a belter. Uh, to, uh, the week of Halloween, I did um, Psychic and Science at Tutbury Castle with Leslie Smith. Uh, oh, Yeah. Three of us of Most Haunted went down the trip. Very good venue. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I'm still traveling the country with Derek. Um, get, on, get on very well with him. Um, I tell you guys, I mean, I've, I've, there's, a, there's, a, there's another side to Derek that, that I've, I've seen um, since I've been working with him on stage. And, and I mean, there's lots of lots of discussion about mediums in general, as, as, as we all know. And, and people say to me, have said to me frequently, do you believe in mediums? And I say, well, I believe in ghosts. Um, and so I have to believe in mediums. And, and obviously Derek's had, had a bit of stick over the years about things. Um, but when I see him on the show, and this is a show that we organise, me and son Ed, Ed does all the organisation of the shows, there are no stooges involved in that show. There is nobody. There is no setup. No, nobody has any um, microphones, earphones, headphones, or anything like that. There's nobody in the audience, or there's nobody queuing up with them saying, "And who are you expecting to get through tonight?" or anything like that. And Derek's blown my mind, literally, with 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 the stuff he comes out with on the show. Now he only gets he only gets a twenty minute slot at the beginning. Because obviously there's all sorts of things that we go through, oh, absolutely. and and we have to pull him off with with a, we have to get a cattle probe to get him off, <laughs> honestly. And so really, you know what, guys? You know you know if if what people always oh, it all fake and all that sort of thing. I'd say, well, if it was, wouldn't you want to get off that stage while you were still doing well? But no, no, no. It's a case of no. I I can I I need more time. There's this lady over here. I need to go to this lady. And there's this chap here, and and we literally have to pull him off the stage. Hmm. And, and I tell you, it, it's, there's something there. I don't know what it is, guys, but there's something there. And it's, it's going down well. really is. Well, excellent. It's, it's a great idea. I'm not biting because... It, I'm, I'm, We've I'm had him on the show before, so... He, yeah. yeah. If, you've, if, if anybody... Yeah, go back. Go back through the episode. Oh, go away, listen, Steve. Listen to the Derek Acola. Go away, Steve. Ron Colek fanboy. Oh, the only thing you didn't get that night was the T-shirt. Oh, bite me. <laughs> Right. Oh, honestly, Richard, hey, it was, it was. Oh, Derek! Oh, Derek! Oh, great! Yeah. Well, listen, listen to me. I, I challenge. 
Regardless what? of what, Derek Akora, in my opinion, is the most famous medium in the world. Uh, he's the and most I famous defy... in the UK. I mean, yeah, yeah no, but you put no, him up against John Edward. No, you can't put no. him up against John Edward because I, I guess in America, if you put the two of them head to head in in just a straight poll, um, I I think you I'd know, be very John, interested to, to know. It, it would. It, I think I think I think John Edward would probably nose ahead in because America's got a bigger population. Of course. Uh, Do you agree with Ron or not? Uh, you know, I know and respect Derek very much, but in the United States, I guess John Edward would be probably yeah. more. But, you know, he's still well known. See, it's difficult uh, because unless your shows and everything come over here, then a lot of people don't remember, you know. Of so course, of course. That's yeah. what hurts. You know, I mean, even yeah. Most Haunted, as much as I loved Most Haunted, and it was on for so long over here on a travel channel, that... Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. the young generation really doesn't know it. And, you know, that's what... what not now. Of, no, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, you've, that's absolutely true. You are right, yeah, because it's been a few years now. Yeah. Well, it speaking has. about Most Haunted, you oh, have a God. new Most Haunted yes. going on over there. So, so Richard, what's, what's your thoughts on the, on the new show? Ah, that's a very good point. What's my thoughts on the new show? Entertaining. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, really? Is, is what I'd say. It's certainly keeping everyone entertained. Um, I, I am disappointed that it um, seems to have changed its format. Um, I have to say I haven't... I only watched a tiny little bit of, of, of one of them and, and found so many, um, so many pieces of electrical tape... Uh, flying round during the half hour or hour it was on, that I thought this is this is all a bit strange. You know, they obviously must be have been sponsored by uh, a company called B and Q over here, who, who sort of supplied them with a lo an awful lot of electrical insulation tape. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it it seems strange. Um, it, I, I think it's lost the plot mm -hmm. uh, to what it was before. Uh, and I, I, that's what I hear from an awful lot of, of, of people. Um, you know, I'd like to see it as it was in the good old days. Uh, oh, yeah. was, you, was you on it? But entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Richard was intricate, intricate part example. of that show. No, I've never been known for my tact and diplomacy, Richard, which is probably why I survived for such a short period of time. Well, that's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. I mean, we can't. We we can. I th I guess we can. We, we're coming to the end. We can do one sort of most haunted story, which relates to Richard and I, and the night that Richard, when he was, because Richard was notorious for falling asleep. Um, no. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, notorious for falling. Asleep. But this was an occasion when Richard and I, uh, as as had become the norm for us together, uh, we used to grab a camera and we used to go off and try and explain things for. Thank uh, you. And. He Literally. would film me, and I would film him, and we would, you know, that was that was our job during the day. While the others were were, I was going to say setting up, but clowning oh, around probably suffices. Um, and on this one occasion, it was it was the last of the series uh, for series eight, and we were up in Scotland on two two ships. Uh, they they'd abandoned Richard and I on the uh, RRS uh, the. Yeah, they've gone off to the Discovery, haven't they? But earlier in the day, and it's the only time in my life I've seen Richard genuinely frightened. Now, Richard seems genuinely, you know, he is genuinely scared of being on his own. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, later, in, later on, that, on that, during that investigation, you did demonstrate that to be uh, true uh, when yes. I went to 
when I went up the ladder and you wouldn't stay on the floor below. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But nonetheless, but nonetheless Richard and I, uh, during the afternoon, um, were given a camera and we were off exploring things. And one of the things that had been discovered was a cable that runs right across the top of an area where people report uh, having experiences. And the cable was faulty, and it was generating a very high electromagnetic field. So Richard and I were asked by the producer, the executive producer, the producer of the show, to go off and film this particular cable. And when we arrived at the the site of the cable, the producer was standing right where we needed to shoot, at uh, at which point I asked the producer of the show to step aside, and he said, uh, I think you'll find it's my shot, and was met with the reply, it'll only be your shot when you get out of the bloody way and let me shoot it. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> that was the point. I've never seen Richard go grey before, and he said, <laughs> never, ever speak to the producer like that. <laughs> 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 and he looked, yeah, that was... We had some good times. In fact, I was watching one of the extras today from, from that, that particular episode. Oh, yes. And, there was there was a fan. There's, you know, I was reminiscing. You and I were sitting on those um, park benches on the ship, the comfy chairs. Park benches. Park benches. We both. No, no. Richard had, Richard had nodded off on the poop deck, and uh, we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about the sort of, and it had been recorded by one of the other members of the crew. And it brought back the idea that, in fact, I think it was only ever Richard and I that were speculating about the causes of what was taking place uh, whilst we were whilst we were there. Uh, you know, we we were discussing you know, for hours sometimes ideas, theories. We didn't necessarily agree on them, but we had the opportunity during the daytime and, and during the night times we were filming to at least go off and explore some of these ideas and possibilities and to to see if they were viable. I think, we right. the, I, I think we were the only ones. We were the only ones. We did. We, we, let's be very honest about this, uh, Steve. I mean, I, I resigned. I resigned on 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 series one hundred, uh, wow. not because it was one hundred, and and you uh, very kindly came very very soon after me. And I'm mm-hmm. sure I don't think you did it just 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 to support me, but you know, within. No, no. So in other words, the two guys that actually knew what they were talking about. Let's be very honest about this. The two guys whose whose profession it is. Yeah, right. is that not true? Ghosts, uh-huh. uh, oh, ghost uh, hunting. I, th- I think if I could, ju- I, I think more more accurately, Richard, if I may, is the two people who re- re- really weren't that bothered about the tele- being famous on television. No, because not at all. You and I had almost uniquely arrived on the show doing exactly what we were doing before we were before we were on the show. Absolutely, and not. so. We weren't left afterwards going, well, what do we do now? We knew what we were doing, and, and we, we were the one. I mean, in other words, very quickly, if a door slammed shut on a, on a TV programme, let's just say it like that, uh, it was always a scary ghost that slammed the door shut. Always. Or, a seagull, in, or a seagull in big boots. Or a seagull, yeah, but it had to be a scary ghost. All that I wanted to do, after everyone had jumped off the sofa... Uh, a particular person had screamed. I'd run off. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, basically, what I then wanted to do was go away and say, hang on a minute, let's just check up. Make sure no one's left a window open because it's a very windy night. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, no. Oh. It was always well, a scary ghost. As, as Yvette said, Richard at Margham, piffle. 
Well, yeah, anyways, that was, the, that was the doorbell, <laughs> which means pizza from the dead is here. Richard, if uh, somebody wanted to, to uh, learn more about you, uh, wh- how could they uh, find yeah. out about you? Richard? Well, I mean, all they need to do is to go on www.darbyjail.com, G-A-O-L, darbyjail.com. All the stuff I'm doing is you know. You know, Richard, you should spell that whole thing out because no one in America knows how the hell you, you're no, Just type D-E-R-B-Y-G-A-O-L. In the very near future, I'm creating a, a YouTube channel with all manner of stuff. <laughs> oh, cool. Derby yeah. Gale. Derby Gale. For, oh, yeah, no, oh. for the Americans, it's Derby Gale. Goal. Goal. Derby no, Gale. that's Goal. is G-O-A-L. Goal. G-A-G-A-O-L. Trust us, it's Derby Gale. Derby Gale. <laughs> yeah. So As in Windy. Go. Yeah. Whatever. It's all on there. And uh, I'm going to, I'm off in a minute now to watch my program. I don't know. I think it, I think it might be Matahari tonight. I'm not sure. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Interesting one. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming it's, on. It's great to be with you. It's a great pleasure. I miss it terribly. But um, thank you for having me back on. And I'd love to come on again. Oh, yeah, you're, you're always welcome. You know that. I'll come over and see you sometime, my friend. Oh, don't get me excited. <laughs> I'd love to. Love to. Do you know, I haven't heard Ron this animated since we had Derek on the show. There oh, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> i got to find a new host. <laughs> when do you want me back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, see, you there you go. Richard's free. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, we've got to wrap it up. So uh, I want to thank you once again. And uh, Steve, always a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, you, you sound so sincere. And you have a new book coming out? <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about that next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll do that next week because it actually be near the official launch date. All right, so there's a tune, so we got to go. So thank you so much, guys. Until next time, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. Cheers, guys. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. 700 